What's up, Penguins fans? Happy Tuesday, May the 2nd, almost to Star Wars Day, May the 4th, which will be on Thursday. We have another special episode for you all today. We have, we're finishing up our top six for the player season reviews today. We'll finish up with Jason Zucker. Then we'll get to a little more on the Alex Nylander news that Danny Shirey and I discussed um, on Monday. We'll also get to a couple of uh, players in the system that are going overseas and we'll get into the Game 7 that happened on Monday and what could be next for one of the Penguins' bigger rivals. Now the Penguins, you know, they could be poised to potentially take a step next season um, if the right people are hired and they make the right moves because the Rangers, and I'll be, be really curious to see what happens. And it's all coming up right after this drop. You're locked on Penguins. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter, Hunter Hodes, for all the shows, Twitter, Eleanor's for Penguins. And, of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. We're free and available. On all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. You can download the Game Time app right now, create an account, and use code Lockdown NHL for $20 off your first purchase. So let's jump right into it. You know, I'm recording this during game one of the Panthers Leaf series, which has already been a lot of fun. The Panthers seems, seems like they have this team of destiny vibes, kind of reminding me of the LA Kings of 2012 a little bit, how they're getting good goaltending, uh, playing the opposition. No one really th- thought anything of them when they got in. I didn't, especially. I look like an idiot right now. Um, and, you know, they're, they're playing pretty well against Toronto, but, we, you know, we'll get to that a little bit later. But <clears throat> starting off today's show, we are, fin- we are finishing up the top six later this week. We'll get into uh, the bottom six forwards. But Jason Zucker finishes up our top six player season reviews, and what a season he had his best season in quite some time. This was the most points he had since 2017-18 when he had 33 goals and 64 points with Minnesota. Um, this is the second most points he's actually had. 27 goals, 48 points in 78 um, games. This is also the second most goals that he has ever scored in his career behind that 2018 season when he had 33 goals. He's had 20 multiple times, but it was never, you know, this good. It was a far cry. I will say from where it was last year, he only played in 41 games, had eight goals, 17 points in 41 games. He just took it up another notch this year. And yeah, what do you know? It's great when he's healthy, right? True, truly. You know, you finally got to see how good this player can be when healthy. And yeah, going forward, if they do resign him, this is probably your best case scenario. I don't think it's going to get any better than this, but I also take 27 goals in 50 points, basically, for a top six winger any day of the week. It's not even a question. If you're giving me 25, 25 for 50, 27, 30 for almost 60, anywhere in that range, and you're making 4.5 to $5 million, even a little bit more, I am perfectly okay with that. It's it's when the production goes below that where I start to question it a little bit. Or I'm like, okay, you know, is, is this going to be the case going forward? You know, we'll get we'll get to my thoughts a little later on if they should sign Jason Zucker or not, and what my ideal contract would be. But just counting stats wise, you look at it, tremendous season. You know, where I don't even want to know where the Penguins would be if it wasn't for Jason this year. You know, of his 27 goals, 25 of them at 5v5. Yes. 
25 of them at value five, two on the power play. And he sometimes got on the top power play when there was a couple injuries, but not much. Mainly play on the second unit, but 25 of his 27 even strength. 14 of his 21 assists were at even strength. So he was tremendous at 5v5 this season. You know, there's not much better to say at least. You know, you look at the underlyings for Jason this year and also very, very, very strong. He played 78 games, had almost 1,100 minutes at 5-on-5 ice time. When he was on the ice, the Penguins at 55% of the shot attempts. That is his best mark of his career. Looking at natural shot trick right now, what comes close, 2014-15 with Minnesota, 54%, 54% in 2019-20 with Pittsburgh when he first came over in those 15 games, short sample size. That is the best mark of his career career high. It was uh, In terms of goals for goals against, about 50-50 there. That's It's kind of been his calling card throughout his career. Um, he's getting those tough minutes. I'm not really super worried about that. Scoring chance-wise, though, this is another big one. When he was on the ice, the Penguins had 54% of the scoring chances. His best mark since 2018-19 when he was with Minnesota. Expected goals for 64.2% of the expected goal share. Oh, the expected goals for, excuse me. Very good. In terms of the expected goal share, 57% of those. All very, very strong numbers. High danger-wise, 57%. When he was on the ice, the Penguins had almost 58%. Of the high danger chances for 289 for 211 against. That is also one of his best numbers of year of his career, his highest since 2017, 2018. And then he was break even in high danger goals for 32 to 32 on ice, a shooting percentage of five on five, right around 8% uh, for the season, which kind of goes in line for, with where it was the past few seasons. It was just that, you know, he was healthy for the season. You know, so in terms of, again, production from a top six winger, you know, it doesn't get any better than that. I touched on it numerous times during the season. Whenever it felt like the Penguins needed a big goal, um, he was there. That was my big thing. You know, he anytime he needed a spark, he was there. He was one of the top leaders on this team. Always very funny with the room with the best of the year and all that stuff. That's just off the ice. But, you know, he is a tremendous player. He's been a tremendous leader for this team for as long as he's been here. Obviously, I would love to bring him back. It's such a tough call because, you know, as Danny said yesterday, and I, and I agree with him with this, you know, you kind of have to treat this year as like a best case scenario. He's basically, you know, at this point on the wrong side of 30. You know, we've already seen him. He's 31 now. He'll be 32 um, during the parts of next season. You know, you've already seen, I think, the best hockey you're going to see from him. It's just that, do you think he's going to produce like he did this season not just next season, but the season after that, season after that, potentially the season after that. You know, what does the term look like? I want three to four years, five, 5.25 million. Highest I would go is 5.5. That's pushing it though. Sweet spots five. He's probably going to have to take a discount to come back. That's my big thing. And I think he would. I mean, we saw Brian Russ did it. Last year, he was the first to sign during the offseason, so you never know. But, you know, he also could want to go out there and have a payday for himself. And really, could you blame him? I wouldn't. I would support it. You know, it would sink to see him go. And the Penguins, you know, it would be interesting to see how they replace him because, you know, Tyler Bertuzzi would be awesome. He's going to price himself out of Pittsburgh. Free agent markets outside of that's kind of, and I think you would have to trade for someone, to be honest. Um, I will say it's easier to replace someone like that 
um, than like a top two center maybe. But you know, I would, I, I would stay at my first scenario. My, my my first option is to bring him back at three to four years, five to five point two five million per. If that doesn't work, I think you might have to walk away. But obviously, I would love to have him back. He was great um, with Evgeny Malkin and Ryan Rusk. He also has great underlying Sidney Crosby. He can play with either of the top two centers. He said very much during locker cleanout day that he wants to be back. Obviously, those contract negotiations are not going to start up anytime soon. You know, it's one thing to negotiate with Alex Nylander people. It is a whole different scenario for a bunch of interim guys alongside Mike Sullivan, who's handling the player cleanouts and the, and the exit interviews and all that stuff. It's a whole other thing for them to do it. I, they have really no experience doing that. You know, again, one year, 70, 775K, a one-way deal. Ooh, yeah, it's not hard to negotiate. This one, no, you, you need a so you need someone who has more experience working with that kind of contract. At least that's just how I see it. But very good season, A-plus in my opinion, and really hope to see him back here um, next season and, and beyond. So that wraps up this segment of the Locked on Penguins podcast. Coming up in the second segment, we're going to get into some of the Alex Nylander stuff, look at some, uh, dive into more of the numbers. I know, I know Danny touched on a little bit on my Monday episode, but I want to dive in a little bit more onto how he played since I know it's a short sample size. Then we'll get into some other news and notes with some players signing overseas before we end with some playoff talk. But before we get to that, we do have to discuss one of our newest sponsors for the show, and that is Game Time. So, you know, buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. And something's going to be very stressful for me coming up. Aerosmith just announced their farewell tour on Monday alongside the Black Rose. And I'm starting to get a little stressed about it because tickets, the pre-sale at least, are already pretty crazy. But, you know, with game time, you could definitely buy tickets through there. They are the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you <clears throat> will have. They are the place for last-minute ticket deals. You can forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You also can get exclusive flash details on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. You can download the app right now. Just search Game Time in your Android or iPhone. Create an account and use code Locked on NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked on NHL for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, we're back here in this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at Penguins in, of course. Thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. We're free and available on all platforms. So, over the weekend, we did see the Penguins have their first re-signing of the offseason. Alex Nylander, one-year deal, one way, 700, 75K, basically league minimum. You know, not, not much. It, it, yeah, it's, okay, it is very, it, it is a very cheap deal. You know, it's what a bottom six player gets, you know, that's that's the end of it. And I, I wanted to just confirm my notes that I had it right. Sometimes I get some of these a little wrong. I don't want that to be the case. I try to get my 110% accuracy for this show. But you know, Alex Nylander played a little bit um this season for the Penguins, nine games actually. Um uh, played a hundred almost 109 minutes at five on five. 
for the Penguins. This was his first NHL action since 2019-20 when he played 65 games for the Blackhawks. And, you know, his underlying's solid. Small sample size. When he was on the ice, the Penguins had 62.5% of the shot, att- uh, shot attempts for per 60. Also had five goals for, four goals against. He's got a goal share, 65.5% of that. Very, very good. His scoring chances, 63.3% of the chances the Penguins have when he was on the ice. High danger chances, 62%. High danger goals for 4-3. to three, And then rocked a 7.1 shooting percentage. You know, very, very small sample. But I will obviously take that to the bank. One goal, two points in those nine games. The one goal number coming up, coming against the Red Wings. Um you know, right before the Penguins blew it against the Blackhawks, they played, they played a pretty bad uh, Red Wings team after they beat Minnesota. But um, still, I, I thought it looked like he belonged. I know nine games, it's not much. But, you know, in terms of, you know, looking better over some of the other guys that played here this year, like a Rock McGinn, like a Kasperi Kapanen, even a lot, Jeff Carter for a lot of the season, you know, I thought he looked like that he could – he could play over half, at least half the season here. And I think the Penguins, I know a one-way deal really doesn't mean much. You know, people are going to make a big deal out of it. Remember what Danny said yesterday? It does not. It just means, you know, you make the same amount of money as you would in the NHL and in the AHL. That's all it is. Waivers, you know, same thing. Um, so it's not really a big deal, people. Um, that said, I do think it's similar in a way to the P.O. Joseph deal last year where – the Penguins are going to give every opportunity for Nylander to make this team out of camp like they did with POJ. I think, you know, and honestly, I could say the same about Drew O'Connor as well. You know, they gave him every opportunity to make the team out of camp um, this past season. I know he didn't start on the team because the team was relatively healthy to start the year, but eventually he did come up. He showed that he's he belonged, and I think you're going to see that in camp next season, in the preseason, where, you know, both of those players um, – or at least O'Connor should definitely be on the team, but Nylander is going to get a chance to show that he should be um, with the Penguins. You know, he definitely does have some talent, but, you know, just how good can he be? That's the big question. You know, as Danny said on my Monday episode, he's already 25 now. That's kind of like your your capacitor peak years, but you're still kind of in your prime. But, you know, I, I wouldn't expect like a massive breakout from him, but could he be a solid third, fourth liner for this team? Yes. And you know the Penguins, you know it's a it's a it's a no brainer. Get him for seventy seven seven hundred seventy five k. It's cheap depth. And even if he doesn't make the team and he starts of the year in Wilkesbury, you can probably have him be your first call up alongside Valtteri Pustinen, Sam Poulin. Now that he's back with the team, a couple others. But you know he showed I think in the nine games last year that he can play at the initial level and that his development has been pretty good since coming over from Chicago and playing in Wilkesbury. So. I'm really curious to see what he does over the summer with his training program, just doing well in camp, preseason. Really, really curious to see what happens there. So those are my overall thoughts on Nylander. Good underlings, you know, solid play away from the puck. You know, got some opportunities with Malkin. He could have had another goal that game against the Rangers when he came up. Um, Could have won the game at the end of regulation. Yaroslav Halak made a really nice save on him. Um, He was – threatening on most shifts that he was on the ice. And, and I really liked what I saw. Again, I'm not some big Alex Nylander fanboy here, but I, I do think he played, you know, better than I expected him to down the stretch. We also did see on um, Philip Hollander, he signed a five-year contract overseas. So the only thing the Penguins have to show for in the Jeremy McCann trade now is a seventh round pick. 
That's magic beans. You could go you literally you can go get magic beans from Jack's Beanstalk beans. <laughs> oh, that trade looks this still looks so bad and it looks even worse right now. I, I felt like it couldn't have gotten any worse. It did. I'm not gonna spend too much time on it. Everyone knows how bad the trade was, but now that Phil Hollander is not even here anymore, all they have for him is a seventh round pick. You know, good good luck to Hollander um overseas. Because Sally does there. And we also did see um Philip uh Lindbergh, the Penguins goaltending prospect, um down Wilkesbury. It looks like he has signed overseas as well. Um Seth Warbaugh, who does great coverage for the Pittsburgh Tribune Review. He is tremendous. I love Seth. Um, he does the A to Z series during the offseason. He did one today on Drake Kajula. Um, he found an article today where, if I can find this here real quick, um, he found a um, Finnish website um, or an outlet, and he said, um, well, that's not the one. That's the Mikhail Grandel one. He's been going on way too many of these. Anyway, a different Finnish outlet said that Philip Lindbergh has signed with TPS of the Liga. Uh, the team has not announced anything as of yet, though. Um, but it looks like Philip Lindbergh is not going to be in Wilkesbury for next season. Remember, he was a free agent signing in 2021, but he's been really banged up these past couple of seasons. I remember when he came here, he had great numbers. Um, he was what, in the NCAA. He was looking like a standout goalie, but um, he just, you know, he couldn't stay healthy. That was the thing. You know, I, I had high hopes for him. I thought maybe he could come up here and somehow be the backup, but that, that's maybe best case scenario, but you know, it just wasn't meant to be because you know, his 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 um season was on drought by injury. So Phil Hollander and Philip Lindbergh um both heading overseas. That means Wilkesbury will have um some new goaltenders uh for next season. Um you know and I'm not really my overall thoughts, guys, I'm not really too concerned about it. Um I'm just laughing about the McCann stuff and then Lindbergh, you know. Uh, it was obvious that this, this at least this season that he was not going to uh, make an impact in the NHL level. You know, maybe he'll re up his level back overseas, but we'll have to see. I wish all the best uh, to him with regards to that. So a little bit of Penguins news in terms of some Wilkesbury stuff. Uh, but that does it for this second segment. Coming up to end the show, touch a little bit on the playoffs, especially that game seven between the Rangers and Devils, where the Rangers could be going, how that affects the Penguins for next season. All of that's coming up after our commercial break. But before we get to that, we do have to discuss um, athlete. No, that's not the right one. Jeez, I have these. I almost like I'm just like picking them out of the box. We do have to discuss athletic greens. I use them literally every day because I didn't really like have time in the morning. I wake up right before work. So I just like putting something in my body right away. I wanted more energy, better immune system. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, and probiotics to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging, all of those things. That's also a lifestyle-friendly where you get keto, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It also costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's also cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself also has over 7,000 five-star reviews and is recommended by numerous professional athletes right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day and that's it there's no need for a million different pills supplements to look out for your health and to make it easy athletic Games is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do it all you have to do is visit athletic greens dot com slash network again that's athletic greens 
Dot-com slash Antron Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. I'm back in this episode of the Lockdown Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter, Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LRSR Penguins. And, of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So, let's get let's go talk about the playoffs. And that game seven on Monday night was kind of a stinker. Um, the Rangers just no-showed. And honestly, you know, with the way their top players play in that series, I would, lo- I would love to be a fly on the wall in some of these fans' homes for what they would say if Sidney Crosby or Guinea Malkin went goalless in a series the way Artemi Panarin just did. Oh, by the way, Artemi Panarin makes, what, 10, 11 million per year? What would you say if Sid or Gino went goalless in a series like that? What would, you know... The Double M fan club say, and the sports talk radio jock hosts, not not not, not even him, anyone out there, ninety three seven the fan, all that other 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 crap. What would people be saying on social media? Oh, you would hear it, and it would. I mean, it would be warranted because you don't like they would be bad. But Panarin stunk in that series. The Benichad stunk. Their kids stunk. Their top players got embarrassed. In that series, embarrassed, as they say, from New York. That was pretty bad, wasn't it? Yeah, it was pretty embarrassing. Um, anyways, <laughs> um, my New York accents were really just terrible. But um, their star players outside of Chris Kreider and Igor Shostorkin did not show up, especially Igor. I actually kind of felt bad for him. He saved almost nine goals above expecting that series, and they still didn't win it. This has been going on now for almost the better part of two decades where the Rangers are just saying, hey, our goalie's better than yours. And that's all we're going to do. We're just going to build an okay team around a God-tier goalie, and we're just going to try to see what happens. It didn't work again. (laughs) And, you know, that effort that I saw on Monday, that might lead to a coaching change. And I would not be surprised if Gerard Gallant gets fired. Um, You're seeing the rumors already that, and this was before 8 a.m. this morning, Darren Dragas putting out there that you could see Joel Quenville take that job if he gets approved to be reinstated by the league. Ugh. Like Stan Bowman, I don't think he deserves to work in hockey ever again. I mean, that's, that's how I say it. I would, you know, Rangers. I mean, I, I know a couple of Rangers fans who would be pretty. I I don't know if they would even support the team anymore, to be honest. But you know, with with where that that team is heading from a pure Penguins perspective, I think that's a team that you could look at next season if the Penguins make the right moves and they get the right general manager here, where you could be like, okay. Penguins could be able to make a move on that kind of team. Same as the Islanders. I don't really think they're going to be that good next season, especially if they bring the same kind of team back. I think the Penguins are also not going to lose four straight times to them next season. So those, especially the Islanders, I look at that team. But I look at a team like the Rangers, especially if they want to make some changes over the summer. What do they do with the kids? Do they move a big contract out? Because um, I don't think they're a contender. I think they're a good team with some high-end talent. But I don't see them as a Stanley Cup contender. I see them as a team that goes through the regular season. Um, as my buddy Nick Zarara says, and follow him on Twitter and read his work because he's great. Um, he, he literally said they, ha- they have a field trip chaperone as their head coach. And he said that on this show last night, I started dying. Like I, I had never thought of something like that before. Um, where he just he shows up, he watches everyone, and he doesn't really coach. So, But again, if the Rangers make some changes, I could really see them regressing next season. And that's a team that I would look for to seeing the Penguins um, really um, potentially leapfrog. Um, that was just a terrible effort by the Rangers. I did not like the way they played. 
No one else showed up except the goalie, Barkley Goudreau, if you even want to argue that. It's crazy to even say that. Third-star players got destroyed. Congratulations to the Devils for a series win since 2012. That should be a fun series with Carolina. Florida-Toronto right now is having fun. Looks like uh, I checked, I believe it was 1-1. to I'm checking the score right now just to see. It looks like Matthew Nye has got a goal. So the Panthers, um, it's 2-1 now. Uh, Sam Bennett scored. So 2-1, the other late game is Seattle-Dallas. Going to be a fun second round, though. A lot of teams here you usually don't expect. There's going to be – the team that wins the Cup is not going to have won a Stanley Cup in over 15 years. Yes. Go, go through the teams. The, the, the earliest Cup route right now, if I'm not mistaken – is the Hurricanes in 2006. Yep. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Weird times right now. Are the ratings, ratings going to be weird? Sure. Honestly, though, I don't give a damn. I don't. I'm sorry. Even if the Penguins were playing in the second round right now, and, and say they replaced, I don't know, Carolina or New Jersey or, or up Florida, whatever. The ratings were probably still not that. It'd be a little bit better because the Penguins are in. Pittsburgh's a massive market for hockey. But even if they were in, the ratings would still not be good. But again, I wouldn't care. It's cool to have fresh new teams in there. I will never apologize for being, you know, for for liking upsets. It's cool. Sure. Does the does the better regular season team not win at times? Yeah, I don't care. I, I don't. It, 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 this is these are, these series are going to be really fun. I'm excited to watch them. And again, you know, in terms of the Rangers for the Metropolitan Division next season, I could see them taking a pretty big step back. Um, if they do make some big changes and they're going to get a new coach, especially one that's not as good, it doesn't even have to be. It doesn't have to be Quenville if he gets reinstated. It could be someone like Daryl Sutter. It'd be really funny if they got a land big no. There's just not a lot of good coaches out there. Um, so that would also be kind of interesting. One more note, I'll leave you all on. I know some people saw Andy Strickland's tweet today saying, like, oh, wouldn't it be surprised if the Penguins and Stan Bowman, Stan Bowman, excuse me, blah, 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 blah. I am sorry, people. I mean, I'll never claim to have many inside sources. When I hear stuff, though, I will pass it along. But do you all really think that Andy Strickland, who is a blues radio host or analyst, whatever, he works for the team, do Yins think he has inside sources for Fenway Sports Group and the Pittsburgh Penguins? No. He's putting it out there because he's doing an agent a favor. That's all this is. Let's wait for actual reporting to come out there. Not this search, not who they've interviewed. Remember, Penguins can I can ask and interview anyone during this process. It's just up to the other team to allow them. You know that. So that'll do it for this episode of the Logs on Penguins podcast. I really appreciate all of you listening slash watching. Let me know what you all think down in the comments. You can also send me DMs. And all that. I'll have another episode for you all on Wednesday. We'll start the bottom six player reviews. Then we'll get to the defensemen and the goalies. And we'll also get into some other Penguins topics as well. So thank you all so much for listening slash watching. Really appreciate it. Let's do another one of these on Wednesday. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly. An AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write. So I can quickly communicate effectively. 
Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.